Hello everyone, welcome to Catfish Weekly, this is episode 47, uh, the catfishing duo. We have Justin Connor, Connor and Tabitha Linville on here with us, uh, you might know them on Facebook as the catfishing duo, been uh, really tearing up the fish here lately, so um, welcome to you guys, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Thanks. No problem. Uh, we 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 might lose them throughout the night. We don't know. We did just lose them once uh, before. If that happens, you know, we'll just try to get them back on. If not, we'll just talk like we normally do. But we have all kinds of questions for them. Um, basically, gonna pick their brain. Every all the information we can get out of them, what they're doing, what they're not doing, how they're doing it. If they're holding their mouth right, is that as if that's the secret? You know, I mean, we gotta figure it out because we all want to catch them fish like they're doing. So, uh, Lyle, Chuck, how are you guys doing tonight? Awesome. Doing great. Good to hear. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and let Chuck start you off on, on some questions for you guys. And, and we'll ask uh, if the uh, people in the chat, if you guys have any questions for uh, Justin or Tabitha, go ahead and post them up in the chat, and we'll try to get to them as we can. How y'all doing tonight, Tabitha and Justin? Pretty well, good. Pretty good. How about yourself? Good, good. Um, what's that river y'all fish on there in West Virginia? Your favorite little river y'all fish all the time? Well, we fish right. We got the Canal River right here, real close to the house. We fish it um, probably four or five days a week. Uh, we got the Ohio River, just probably forty-five miles away from us. We fish it a lot too. Uh, but what? What is this? The uh... The one by your house, is this the one that they just started stocking with blues recently? Yes, actually they just started stocking, they've been stocking them for several years now in the Ohio and the Canal, and uh, we're just now seeing, uh, we was out Saturday and caught a bunch of baby blue cats that we think are last year's hatch, and uh, we're pretty excited about that. All right, so uh, you still chasing that state record? I go out four or five days a week to try and get it, and uh, it outsmarts me every time. I haven't been able to capitalize on it. <laughs> how, how close you come so far? I we've been 48 pounds, 49 pounds, uh, several in the high 40s. Uh, this we've been within two pounds several times. So. But was that but was that before the most recent catch, or was that back when it was uh, on the last uh, record? Well, the last record we had. Uh, it's funny, a buddy of mine had caught it, and uh, like the week prior, he had caught a 52-pound blue, and it was 44 pounds before that. And the week after that, we caught a 48-pound blue cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. Um... Yeah, they're out there. Y'all just gotta locate them and get them. Yeah, we uh, we've been trying, trying really hard. <laughs> are, are these are these coming uh, mostly out of your local river? Y'all going up in the Ohio River? To, uh, yeah, these, uh, most of these are coming off of the the Lower Canal River. Um, the, the average fish that we're blue cat that we're catching right now is in the mid twenties. Uh, the hatch has been the ones that they stocked has really taken off and. Uh, just about every blue cat you catch is in between 20 and 30 pounds. So we have a good time when we go asking them. That's great. Uh, how long you had your uh, your Sea uh, Arc Pro Cat? Uh, about three years now. Uh, 
<clears throat> what did you fish out of before you got it? Off the bank. <laughs> oh, really? You didn't have a boat at all before you Actually, got it? Actually, I had never been on the river before in a boat. Did we just lose them? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, West Virginia's doing really great with their um, with their blue cat fisheries up there. They're um, I'm very impressed with the way they're. they're well, working. they got the people that's taking care of that doing a good job. I mean, they're not just messing around with it, calling them invasive species and junk fish and stuff. They they actually want those fish to be there. They want to to draw in the the tourist people that to come out there and fish. They want to get the tournament guys in there. They want to, They're trying to do it correctly. And a lot of these other states need to step up and look at what they're doing and see what they're missing out on. Yeah, they're doing a great job. And, and uh, you know, I'm not sure uh, what their conservation department or. DNR is called out there, but uh, kudos to them guys for, for stepping up because, uh, you know, and you know, like Alabama has done, that, that uh, the guides are busy, the, the motels are full, uh, the lake's busy year-round, and, and that's what these, these places that, that don't want to put these regulations in effect, that's what they're missing out on, and they're actually just, they're hurting their, their biz, small business people that are trying to make a living. That's right. Hey, Bud, have you been? Have you fished that part uh, down in uh, West Virginia? Any that part of the Ohio River? Any? Nope. I've uh, I've been real excited to. I mean, from the flatheads to the uh, blues and and everything that I've been seeing. You know, same river, just up river enough to where they're protected and, and they're really starting to flourish right now. Um, you're starting to see. Like like you were just talking about the records being broke and and people catching, you know, fish within two pounds. That lets you know that that, you know, the fact that they're still, you know, they're they're continuously being caught in that area, lets you know that that stretch of the water is is really doing it's flourishing well. It's doing what it's supposed to do. Uh, it's not hurting because of the commercial fishing fishing going on, uh, limb lining things like that. I mean, all those things. You know, it isn't always just commercial fishermen. It can be the guys running the banks, putting you know 65 lines up, you know, bank lines or bank poles as they call them. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever seen them. They're basically like a a thin PVC pipe that the guy will go along and just sort of stick right in the side of a bank and tie a hook off on the end of it, almost like the way when you if you guys watch. Uh, um, like the swamp people or anything, the way they do them alligator poles, is they kind of do the same thing for catfish poles um, in some stretches of rivers and things like that. And and all that, you know, taken into consideration, the commercial fishing and and the bank poles and all that can really wreak havoc on on a population of uh, catfish. I, I mean, it's if it's not if it's not handled, if it's not under control and managed and all that, uh, unfortunately, we as humans just you know, we we we're we're always at a tendency to over uh, over consume or over harvest. So yeah, those um, those fiberglass rods that they use are usually about a half inch in diameter, and I think they come ten or twelve foot in length, and they cut them to to fit. But um, you know, them guys like the and there's nothing wrong with catching fish like that to eat. Nobody 
nobody that I know of really complains about it. It's the over harvest and uh, the commercial guys that are, are they're catching too many numbers of the breeding size fish. But you know, for a guy that wants to go out and invite his family over and cook up some fish, that's a great way to come up with some some fish to eat. You know, because everybody doesn't have the time to go out and sit in a boat or on the bank and and uh, and catch a bunch of fish. But uh, the ones that really get me are the guys that are commercial fishing and giving them these pay lakes. And and the other the the one thing that I really have as a pet peeve of mine is the guys that go out. And they stock their freezers up, and then when spring grows around, they still got it full, and they throw all them away and start that process over again. There's just no sense in doing that. Yeah, I, I hear you, Lyle. We got them back, so I'll go ahead and uh, you know, every time we get them back on, we'll try to get the if if we lose them multiple times, you know, we'll try to just go pick back up where we left off. So Chuck, if you got, uh, I don't know if you left off at a certain spot or or you have more questions for them, you can go ahead and start back up. Yeah, we was talking about the uh, the Sea Art Pro Cat. He said he had never fished, um, out, you know, out of a boat before. Or whatever, he went and got one. Um, tell us more about that, Justin. Yeah, up until the day I actually got my boat, I had never been in a boat or on the river or anything, and uh, I decided I was going to get my. I really wanted a Pro Cat 240, and everyone always told me if you're going to get a boat. Get your make your first boat your last boat. So we went ahead and got the uh, the Pro Cat, and I'm very very happy with it. Nobody told me that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do y'all have y'all's camera mounted in your boat? Uh, it looks like you've got it mounted pretty high at a downward angle where you have it all covered. What are you using to uh, mount your camera? On? We actually have two different mounts. We have one that Justin made like a piece of aluminum off the side of our boat. And so we have it like port tilted out so you can see like inside the boat and like the outside angle. And then we have one on the very top where our light is. And we just bought the little connectors and have it from the top. Oh, good. It's, it's, y'all getting some really good footage. I can't uh, wait till y'all get the rest of your, uh, your videos done. Uh, yeah, Leanne was talking about she loved the one where uh, Tabitha caught a real big fish and Justin Justin walked over and put his arm around her and then gave her a big hug and patted her on the shoulder. It was that was great. Um, yeah, we really we really enjoy watching that stuff. So all right, well, um, okay, well I'm through. I'll pass it on to one of the other guys and uh, it was great asking you some questions. Thanks. Yeah, go ahead there, Law. Well, I, we're glad to have you guys on here. I know we've been working at this a couple of weeks, and it's awesome that you guys was able to join us tonight. Um, I'm going to touch on a couple of different things away from the uh, boat and fishing type stuff. We'll get into that in a second. But um, many people know that, that I do most of my tournament fishing and, and, and fun fishing with Cindy. And, and uh, you know, I personally... Uh, I'm impressed by the way you guys do that. You know, you all get along, and and uh, you know, it's it, for us. It seems like what the other's getting ready to do. The other guy knows what what they're doing, and and uh, I can see that in your videos that that you guys have been fishing together long enough that you put, got a pretty good idea what one's going to do, the other needs, or or vice versa. And and uh, for me personally, that makes it really easy to to be able to go and be competitive. I, I, do you all find that to be the case? 
Yeah, we got a system down pat. Um, like, we kind of like click. It's really hard for me to fish with anybody else after I fish with Pavy. Because when I'm doing something, like, say I'm throwing an anchor, she's back there getting the drift socks or throwing the back anchor. Or if I'm getting the rods ready, she's cutting bait and putting it on the hooks for me and <laughs> cast them out. Uh, we always got something going on. Uh, we always work together, and we work together really well, actually. And, and that's the way it is with us, and I think that's from uh, being together enough and, and spending enough time together. You know, each one of you know what the, to expect out of the other, and, and uh, uh, it just it just works out good. Uh, I, I know that, that uh, last year, Tabitha went with, I believe it was your dad, Justin, and fished a tournament when you couldn't get off work. Uh, that in itself was pretty impressive, and I don't know uh, as far as everybody else, but I know I watched that tournament very close to the outcome and, and how that was. Did you have a, a an input on where they fished or how they approached that tournament, or did you just let them go out and do it by yourself? To be honest, that was a, uh, a pool that we hadn't even fished. Well, we fished it one time at night time, and he sent me with I think three waypoints, and I can't see at night anyway, so I couldn't remember where anything was. <laughs> it was interesting. Well, you guys done really good, best I remember. I mean, you was in the top five or something like that, weren't you? Yeah, we did really good. We were surprised that we did so well, not pre-fishing or anything, which we always pre-fish, but we didn't get to that weekend. Right, that was pretty cool. Now, Tabitha, was you down at the Monsters last year? No, I didn't get to go. He fished with another guy that has a park around here. Right. I, I knew that, that he fished with someone else, but I didn't know if he was there or not. But I don't know how we missed uh, connecting with each other when he's down there. I told Justin some time back that, you know, I thought I had uh, I made it a point. There, I had a list of people that I wanted to visit with when I was down there. Somehow we missed getting together, but, you know, next time we'll be sure and do it. But are you guys planning on fishing that together next year? Yep. Yeah, it's our, we're already paid, and I think we're boat number 24 or something like that. Uh, Charles Scott Manning from Tennessee River Monsters paid our entry already. so yeah, he's, a, but he's a really good sponsor for you guys. It's great to have somebody like that on board. I tell you what, it'd be hard to do it without him. He helps us out tremendously. And it's hard for us to go around and fish these big, big tournaments with her always farming, and I'm the only one working. And uh, it's it, it costs a lot of money to go around the places. And <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Now, when you, when you say farming, are you talking about gardening, or are you talking about farming farm? She does it all. Um, I do it all. We have beef cattle, and we didn't have pigs, but we don't now. And we have four gardens, so we're pretty busy. Uh, it sounds, <laughs> sounds like it. Somebody's Somebody. up or just too loud. Somebody might turn it down. Um, I know that it's not just Chuck and Chris that are watching, guys. I know there's a lot of other people that are watching us, too. Are you still there? Okay, there. Um, you know... With, with these guys all watching you guys and seeing where you're going with your catfish stuff, um, is there any one thing that you uh, try to test with? 
I'm sorry, we couldn't hear you. You broke up. Back to volume too loud. Um, is is there any one thing that you attribute to Can you guys can you guys hear me all right? I can hear you, but he breaks up every time I. Can, can you Okay, is that good? Well, well, I think we're getting feedback. So How about that? Try again, Try again Lyle. Lyle. I still I hear it. I lowered mine. Is that better? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's still a little bit But what I'm saying is. With the success you guys are having, is there any one level? Um, I would say we just fish all the time. Uh, time on the water really helps us <laughs> out. Um, I take my boat to work with me four or five days a week, and the Ohio River's right there. Um, I spend a tremendous amount of time on the water. I've had my boat for three years, and I've almost got 700 hours on just the motor. Um, we I spent a lot of time on the water. That, that's good. That's, that's and uh, fresh bait is absolutely key. We I, we've been out two, three, four o'clock in the morning before a tournament getting fresh bait. If we don't have fresh bait, we don't even fish. So um, right now, are we looking at fresh shad or fresh shad? We're using fresh shad right now. And now you have some jack, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So there's some area in the United States that there is not. Yes. We have a whole lot of shad, but skipjack's kind of hard to come by unless you get them married at the right time. Yeah, that's how it is around here. And here. Chris, why don't See if you can uh, visit with them and get away from some of the speed in the back. I think it's doing it with me, too. But I think I, I think I sound a little better on here. Um, I was going to ask you guys, who got you both started in, in fishing? Who got you started? Really? My mom, my dad, nobody fishes in my family. <laughs> I got a creek just behind the house, and I used to live in it. I come home from school, and I go out and play in the creek and fish in the creek, and then we used to go camping a lot, and uh, they would camp, get campsites right beside the water. And I, I would sit beside the water and never leave it until we went home. <laughs> I just kind of taught myself everything I know, and then I uh, had several guys that's helped me out and Steve Douglas's videos has helped us out tremendously and we've just been trying to learn as we go. How long have you been doing it? We've been river fishing for three years now uh, three years. off the boat, yeah. Okay, uh, what's the best tournament you've been to in life? <laughs> Did you say the best tournament we've been to? Yeah, yeah. Why? The best tournament I've been to is Monsters on Ohio. It's absolutely a very well-ran tournament. It's uh, very professional, and it's really nice. 
we also did the Sea Ark tournament the year, not this past summer, but the summer before, and it was really well ran too. It was in Owensboro as well. Now, is there any big tournaments that are around you that you guys really have to, you know, you're going to fish every year and you think that other people should come and fish? Um, the Bend Area Care Tournament, which is in Mason, West Virginia, we're going to do that, and the Cabela's Charleston Tournaments, and Gout Plus Tournaments, and there's a few other ones that's really big that we're going to try to do this year. <laughs> um, Chad Wall from Chad asked if you guys do uh, prefer to anchor or drift. Anchor. <laughs> <laughs> we anchor fish 99.9% of the time. We very rarely drift fish. Now, do you, do you sit in a spot for 30 minutes and move if you don't catch a fish, or do you give it longer? 15 to 20 minutes is about our talk. It really just depends on what the fish is doing. Uh, sometimes you've got to sit on them for a while to get them a bite, but we fl fly head fish a lot. Uh, that's our main thing, really. And uh, we'll pull up on some structure and anchor down and cast out in 15, 20 minutes. If something ain't in there biting, we don't wait for it to come to us. We'd go somewhere else and try to find something else to fish. Who pulls the anchor? <laughs> I do. <laughs> but we have an anchor buoy, so that's, it don't make it too bad. <laughs> and we it also have the uh, electric winch for the back. <laughs> um, what do you think helps you guys succeed when others fail? I think our time on the water really helps us out. Um, I get a good idea of what the fish are doing before a tournament, um, time on the water and I think fresh bait really helps us tremendously. I mean, now when you when you say time on the water, are you really, um, figuring out figuring what the out fish, what the fish specifically, specifically are doing, or are you finding specific holes where they always seem to be uh, in one hole or the other? Well, a little bit of both. Um, I go out and look around, try to find new stuff to fish, stuff that we haven't fished, and because a lot of our stuff gets hammered anymore. Uh, always out trying to look for something new to fish and see what kind of pattern I can throw together before a tournament, what the fish are doing and what they're biting on and so on. Do you know about how many tournaments you fished this year? I think it was 33. You fished 33, 33 tournaments? It was every weekend from uh, April, the third weekend in April to November. That's quite a few. Yeah. Um, what was the you guys win? How many of you won? Uh, I don't know. I have to look at my book, but we won several of them. We won. Uh, we won the Bend Area Care. Um, there was 86 boats in it, and I don't uh, know how many of the. I think we. I don't know. I'll have to look. <laughs> There's a bunch. <laughs> we won yeah. several. Um, um, when you go out and you pre-fish, pre do, you do you really try to really catch, try to the, catch fish, the fish, or, or do you wait a certain amount of days, days 
I believe, I you believe in sore lip? Yeah, I believe in sore <laughs> lip. Uh, I don't, I don't fish my fish that my tournament spots that I got planned out. I may fish them a couple weeks prior, see what's there. Um, but I'll fish different areas on the same pool to try and get an idea of what's what's going on. But I won't fish my my spots I usually fish. Okay. Um, hey, Justin, try turning your volume down. I couldn't hear it. We turned it really far down. We can hear everybody but you, Lyle. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, I believe that's most of what I have for you. Um, do you have any big plans for next year? Uh, we got a lot of tournaments we're going to plan on fishing. Um, yeah. No, we just plan on fishing a bunch. <laughs> do you fish for other fish besides catfish at all? or? Uh, bait. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> we do lots of bait fishing. Tons of it. Uh, what's your guys' personal best on your flathead? Um, my flathead is 50 pounds I caught this year, and then 56 pound blue. But I'm waiting to get that 90 pound one. <laughs> what about yourself, Justin? Uh, my biggest blue is 67 pounds. I've got a 57 pound flat. Now, what, what bodies of water did you catch these out of? Uh, the flatheads come out of the Kanawha River. Uh, the blue cats come from the James River. Okay. Is there any place that you guys are really wanting to fish that you haven't fished yet? I would love to fish the Mississippi River. I'd love to go down the, the Wheeler Lake and give it a whirl. And... Where you want to go? Same place. You guys Anywhere have any plans like to come to the to that Wheeler <laughs> tournament? I'd like to. It's just so close to Christmas, and yeah. we got so much going on, and kind of bad timing for us. Uh, Rob asked if you've ever forgotten your fish finder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> last week, <laughs> Saturday. Actually, that's not the first time. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> See if I can see any other questions in here. Um, they did ask about you were catching some twenty pounders, which were recently. I would ask how fast do you think the fish are growing in, in your pools of water? They're they're taking off really good. Um, yesterday I caught a forty-one pound blue. Uh, this in the past year we've caught three fish, three blues over forty. Uh, We've got tremendous amount of them in the 30-pound range. They're they're really taking off fast. If I'm not mistaken, they didn't stock these things till 2006, I think, 2005, something like that. And that's and they stocked them in a certain amount. They stock them every October in their finger lengths. They're only about eight or nine, uh, about six to nine inches long. Is that the Ohio or that's the That's the canal and the Ohio. Okay. All right. Well, I think uh, 
I was going to ask about your sponsors. What all sponsors do you have now? Are you looking at any new ones for next year? We got uh, Rob with Whiskerware. Get your catfish on. <laughs> and uh, we got um, Scott Manning from Tennessee River Monsters is a huge help to us. That's uh, that's all we got. We're always open for more. <laughs> we love to have true car because that's the kind of hooks we use, and they are so expensive, but it's the only hooks we use. <laughs> What what kind was that? Trocar. Oh yes. They're the best out there. Those are eagle claw, right? Yes. Yeah. I would right. not disagree with that. Would you guys would you got, uh, uh, you use like a Carolina, like a Carolina rig when you're fishing? Yeah, we'll use a Carolina rig and three-way rig. Uh, every now and then, we do do a little bit of dragging. Use a Santee rig. All right. All right. Well, we're getting we're a lot of people, people saying that the feedback's pretty bad, bad, so we're going to go ahead and let you guys get off here. I think if anybody else anybody has any questions for them, um, um, you guys can ask them now, but if not, if we're going to go ahead and let you guys go. Chuck, Lyle? Now, I don't have anything more for them. Thank you guys for being on the show tonight. I know Worked on it a few weeks before we made it happen, but thanks a bunch. We really enjoyed having you on. Thanks for having us. Thanks. No problem. We'll, we'll try to get you guys worked out so we don't have the feedback and get you get sometime. And uh, hopefully we'll be on a whole show. That sounds good. Thanks, for guys, for coming on. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Uh, later, guys. All right. We apologize, everybody. I, I understand that was uh, difficult to understand and make out what was being said there. Um, we didn't have any of that problem during the uh, pre-show or anything like that, so I don't know if it was a, a, a lack of uh, Internet or something that, you know, made it degrade over time. But, again, we apologize. Um, you know, they were, they were great to have on the show here. Uh, well, we can get them back, you know. I know, I know. I talked to them both for the last week or so, and, and they bought a new computer, but with a webcam. Before I tried to get in touch with them, and um, the new computer's going, but the webcam didn't work. So they went to Justin's, pardon me, to Justin's mom, and was on her laptop. And for some reason, they just couldn't get the the thing regulated to where it wouldn't get all that feedback. Yeah, and and the people in the chat, Jack, I um. You know, they say they definitely appreciate Justin and Tabitha sharing their pictures and their videos on Facebook with everybody else. Oh, absolutely. Um, the videos are amazing. Them guys work really well together. They really do. Yeah. And, you know, like you were talking about, you know, my wife can't, you know, she works all the time. She can't fish with me uh, on a regular basis. But when she does, I mean, we've been together for 20 years. You know, when you're around somebody for that long, you 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 know. I mean, you just you don't have to talk to them. Words don't have to be said. You have that ability to just know what the other person's thinking by how you know what what they're doing with their body, their their emotions, everything. That kind of partner makes fishing a whole lot easier. Honestly, I mean, because they know exactly what they need to be doing. They they know exactly by what your body is saying to them without you saying a word. What they should be doing, 
Um, you know, yeah. I fished with my kids, and I fished with John. Like I mentioned before, John and I grew up together, and I, and my my boys, of course, I raised, and we I fished tournaments with them and several other people. And it's not the same as it is with Cindy. It's just not. You know, we like I say, and they're the same way, and I know Chuck and Leanne's the same way. When you get used to fishing with somebody, you know what each other's going to do. There's no questions. There's no, you know, you just, you, everybody's got a job, and everybody gets it done. <laughs> Rob said my wife's a saint. <laughs> He's sucking up for something. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably just figuring she has to be. <laughs> Put up that with me. <laughs> Uh, Brad Brad Dirk said all he would do is fight with his wife. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure that there's always going to be squabbles, but that's not that that don't happen because it does. Oh yeah, yeah, the, and the, you know, like Robert Robert said, his girlfriend would go as long as the temp was over sixty degrees, and that, <laughs> my wife would my wife would go. She she's very cold blooded, but she would go in the middle of winter if I if I asked her and she had the time. I mean, she just loves to be with me and loves to be fishing and. And uh, you know she and you know she can't stand the cold. She she would prefer it to be seventy eight degrees and sunny, and you know I would prefer it to be sixty degrees and cloudy. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, or uh, you know taking off at the Monsters of the Ohio, and you have uh, you know forty or sixty boats blowing by you on each side. <laughs> Leanne was raising cane, boy, that scared her to death. Cause there ain't nothing you could do. You had, I mean, you could, you couldn't stop. You couldn't go. I mean, you just had to deal with it. And uh, and you know, I was fine with it. She just never been through nothing like that, and it scared her pretty good going through all that. But when we used to have our other boat, uh, that kind of stuff scared Cindy so bad because uh, it's not near a state. It wasn't as stable in the water as what we have now. But uh, you know, Cindy got through this little thing where she just turns around and watches behind us. And she's telling me if there's a boat coming up on the left or the right or somebody like uh, Ken Cargill is going to scream by you here in a minute or something. But uh, <laughs> she just don't look forward, really, unless we get in a bunch of Asian carp. And then she's got her nose stuck to that windshield. But uh, <laughs> for the most part, she don't want to see how – you know, this boat doesn't go like the other. The other boat I had run over 65 mile an hour, and, and she did not want to see what was coming up on us that fast. She just didn't want to see it. And uh, when it was cold, if you turned around, uh, she had her hood up, and that would block a lot of the wind. It just made it more pleasant for her. Oh, yeah. And, uh, by the way, an update, you know, I, I know that uh, John Harden and um, and uh, Rob Claude Felder and them were talking about the solar bat a few episodes back. I think we talked about the uh, solar bat and the save face, talking about products that... Uh, uh, are good for cold weather boating up and down a river and stuff to have on your face to help. I, I if you know a lot of people like myself, glasses on or not, I you know I get going down the river at a certain temp for whatever reason. Even when it's warmer, sometimes my ears, my eyes will tear up real bad going down the river. And I see you guys are all giggling at something. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> you got to read it yourself. <laughs> anyway. Well, you know. You know, I, I'm, I'm anxious to try those when Rob gets that all done up. I, you know, I, I think those will be great, great things. And 
Uh, with a windshield, I don't get the wind as bad as we used to with the other boats, but um, you still get it. You know, yep. you still get a certain percentage of that wind, and, and when that wind gets in your eyes and they start watering, you really can't see that good. So I'm anxious to give that stuff a try. That's what I say. I have a I have a full windshield. I still get it. It's st- you know a lot of times, um, you know I think it's the windshield is great, but if you're really going fast, you really need to be able to see as much as possible, especially on a big river where I don't want to be in the water. So a lot of times I stand up and I and I get the best amount of view that I can, and you know by doing that, that's you know your eyes are watering, but you're still you're watching out for. I've seen entire trees. I've seen you know old boats. I've seen all kinds of crap floating in the river that you can't even tell what it is until you get up on it. That's right. And it can you know I've never hit anything big, and I hope to God I never do. Um, you know I mean because I've I've felt my boat when I've hit small stuff. You know and sometimes it's jarred the crap out of me. So. Uh, what I was going to say was that uh, John and, and them were talking about. I guess John Harden had got his. It's it's a whole solar bat mask and it has a you know flip down screen and everything. And when I was talking about the product uh, on that show, I said I was curious on whether or not that would actually work over glasses because you know someone like myself wears glasses. It didn't look like it would actually fit over it because they showed a picture of the guy with it up and having glasses on, but not with it down. When it was down, you could tell he did not have glasses on. They said it does work with those with the glasses, but I think uh, Rob said they also might have been working to improve upon it a little bit more, even uh, for the glasses wearers, uh, for possibly some new uh, new versions of it. But um, again, you know, I don't want to. I'm not trying to put bad information out. Neither Solar Bat or Save Face is a sponsor of ours. We, you know, we just you know talk about something we see and we like and, and let people know about it. So. You know, I'm not trying to badmouth any one person and, and up another company or anything like that at all. Uh, just trying to get you know all the information, correct information that, that we have out there, uh, and then we can you know give our opinions on what we like and don't like, etc. Hey, uh, Chris, I noticed that we have Glenda McFarland online with us tonight, and she said something about what if, what about your ears? I take it with that that she her ears get cold going down the river. Now, if if I'm correct. Uh, the solar bat product kind of covers your ears up uh, to a certain extent. Is that not right? It looked like a full hood. I mean, it almost looked like a full, like pull down, like uh, you know, like a hood that you put on, or like a winter. Yeah, winter that's hood. what I was. So, Glenda, there's your answer. That's what you need to to not only keep the wind out of your eyes and the cold, it'll that'll also keep your ears warm. Uh, and you put just pull your hooded sweatshirt up, shirt up over top of that, and you're good to go. You get that. You get that solar bat. Uh, uh, thing on and with the, got your eyes covered and your ears covered and you put that whisker wear apparel uh, hooded sweatshirt on and you should be gold down there in Arkansas. It didn't get that cold down there anyhow. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that solar bat, it, it, it straps, it had a strap in the back, um, but it it looked like it did cover you know far past your ears though. It it looked like a okay. really nice outfit. Oh, that might be something where you know we can get one. Maybe if they'd send us one or something, we can maybe do a, a review on the products or something. I don't know if Save Face, Solar Bat, whatever. Another another good interesting topic that I'd I'd want to find out um, is the uh, the fact of when you have glasses on, when you have a hood on, um, 
either the Save Face or the the Solar Bat. I know the Save Face actually has one that they call something like a uh, um, fog resistant or something like that. But the, when you breathe, a lot of times my glasses and stuff will fog up. If I have a hood on, anything that where my no my no the breath out of my nose will hit and bounce back up into my glasses, it'll fog my glasses. So um, things like that can't happen either. You know, finding a product that will will do everything you need it to do and not you know jeopardize you in any other way will be an interesting thing to find out you know and that's something that like hopefully uh you know we can find a product and let you got you know for the guy Lyle and Chuck both don't wear glasses but uh myself do you know we could always test products you know things like that in in different situations for each of us you know we could let one of them use one without glasses and tell you know how it works for them without glasses and I can tell you how it works for me with glasses so um, Brian well, and Denise both said that they've hit a playhouse going down the river before in a boat. So, I mean, there's some crazy stuff. And I, do, I do wear glasses most all the time. Okay. Uh, yeah, especially I, I don't as much uh, out on the river as I do working and stuff. i got to have them to be able to see. But I, I noticed that Rob Codfelder had made a, uh, a post on here that Whiskerwear Apparel will offer the complete line of solar bat fishing glasses and accessories starting January 1st, and he hopes to have a few of the masks to take with him down to Lake Wheeler. So, uh, Rob, just put my name in the hat on a couple of those, and we'll sure try them out. Uh, Cindy and I both want one. Uh, the whole thing, glasses, Thing goes around your ears, the whole deal. Then I can let Glenda know if they if they keep your ears warm because I'm sure Cindy would be glad to be in on some of that action. But yeah, break sure to have some for me. But uh, that's just another great product that Robert Whiskerwear is going to have for everybody. So uh, that'd be awesome that that he's going to be able to get involved with that and get them down there for. Us. So that'll be awesome. Yeah, I was getting getting ready to say Ron Streeter said. Uh, one of the things you can do also is wear surgeon gloves underneath your regular gloves. Um, Jason Malone, um, he has what's called like a, what are they nit nit nitrile or yes nitrile gloves. He he gave me a box of those. I, I see you know he told me about how he uses them and he gave me a box of them. He's actually got some in black and I got you know I got the black ones from him and especially. In, you know, black will absorb the heat better and everything, but also, like, when I'm using, uh, you know, I'm cutting up bait, things like that, I just leave these gloves on. Um, they keep my hands clean. Uh, they don't, um, where I'm hooking and everything, they don't hook, They don't break or rip very easily. Uh, they're actually great gloves. You know, like I said, they keep them warm. They keep my hands clean for the most part. Um, I got a whole giant box of them, so, you know, I mean, if I get one wet or whatever, then, you know, it doesn't really matter. I also, I'm also hearing that uh, from Brian and Denise that a good face mask is a, it's called a neuro, a, like a N-U-R-O ski mask. So that's another option possibly. Um, well, you was talking about the glove thing. That's a great idea. One thing, uh, those nitrile uh, gloves will keep the, the goop and the guts and stuff off your hands and the fish slime. But one thing that, that I've noticed over the years that if you keep them dry, it's a lot easier to warm them up if your hands get cold. Once they get wet uh, and you move that boat, 
there's enough wind that them hands, uh, you know, it's just almost impossible to get warmed up without some type of, of heat. So uh, if you wear those those uh, surgeon's gloves or whatever yet you'd want to call them, if you can wear those and keep them from getting wet in the first place, I think that'd be a great asset to keeping them warm later on in the day. I think Chuck is frozen because he is... On the picture for me, he's frozen with a goofy smile on his face. <laughs> oh, he's moving. Is he moving for you? Yeah. <laughs> he is stuck on a on a goofy smile on my screen. It's kind of funny. <laughs> no, I got him moving. All right, we guys got anything else we can talk about? Oh, the uh, I can let you guys know uh, right now who I have on the list for. Um, the Catfish Weekly Christmas Giveaway. <laughs> I swear I keep seeing the picture of Chuck on my screen. <laughs> it's too funny. Oh, man. Um, right now, who I have for the, the Catfish Weekly Christmas Giveaway, um, Claude Reynolds, Cameron Allen Young, Gary Turner, David Cope, Justin Browning, Randall McDaniel, Scott Meyer, Troy Hansen, Jason Kindred, Christopher Parker, Jason Huggins, Nick Goodall, Seth McAllister, Jason Malone, Chris Workman, Brina Marie Stitcher, Doug and Kathy, Robert Tallman, Chad Wall, Alan Pickett, Rob Gregg, Mike Huff, Vince Roger, Jason Acock, Jack Height, Tabitha Linville, John Harden, Justin Connor. Now, I'm on, on some of these names I put a mark on. Justin Connor was one of them. They basically did something that I considered it's a good, it's a nice post and everything, but it didn't really follow the rules. I have you in the contest, but if you can go back and read the rules and try to do something a little better, you know, we're really looking for somebody to give us feedback and and that's part of what the rules said. Like I said, you're on here, but if you can go on there and do it a little better and give us you know something you'd actually like to see us do differently or you know, give us a little bit of feedback that actually helps the show. Uh, Justin Connor was one. Uh, next person, Ron Streeter. Josh Quigley, he's another person to go back, give us a little better information. Uh, Heather Harden, she's on there, could go back, give a little better information. John Woods, on there, could go back, give a little better information. Jordan Henricks, same thing. Go back, give a little better information. Cad Daly, same thing. Uh, Shannon Strokirch, Robert Barges. Scott Woody, Adam Tent, Adam Ender. I'm, I think I meant Winder. I don't think I think I misspelled his name there. But Adam Winder, he's on there. If you can, Adam, go back. Give us a little better description of what you'd like to see us do better or have you know done on the show or something like that. Uh, Justine Moan, Craig Shoemate, Craig Shoemate, same thing. If you can go back, do a little better. And and, and this is all update, updated as of yesterday. I didn't update it today. So if you uh, Posted on there, you did that within the last day or so. Then, and you're not on here. Um, wait until next week's show. I should have, uh, you know, should have you on there for next week so to update you and let you know who all's in there, who's not. Um, we haven't. I don't think we've added anything to it since then, but it's still like over a five hundred dollar package right now. Um, Chris. Yep. Rob just posted that he will add a solar bat mask to the gift package. Oh, I just seen that. All right, awesome. So there you go. There's the solar bat mask that we're we've been talking about here. Um, that's going to be on there as well. So 
another another addition from from Whisker Wear Apparel uh, and Rob Claudfelder. Thank you again, Rob. That is awesome. Uh, whoever wins this package, I'm telling you, man, that's. I wish I could. I wish I could enter it. I wish I could win. <laughs> I want in. <laughs> you know. You I mean, know we we was talking about the guests and stuff that we have on here um, earlier. You know, we have a lot of really quality people like Justin and Tabitha was on tonight. I mean, them are great folks. They do a lot of fishing. They're good for the industry. Uh, they're really good for everything. But I talked to a, a gentleman today that I'm very impressed with, and and. Believe me, folks, I'm not just picking people out. When something impresses me or somebody impresses me, I try to let the world know about it. But Craig Shoemate is just a really good guy, good for the sport of catfishing. Him and uh, Andrew Little, which is a very good friend of mine that fishes a lot, went out on the over the weekend, and, and uh, Craig sent me some pictures today of some of the fish that they caught on the Missouri River over the weekend. And, man, I'm telling you, them guys have got it going on over there. So, Craig, good job. Thanks for the pictures. You need to post some of those up on the Catfish Weekly site uh, for everybody to see. I mean, I'm pretty sure Andrew wouldn't care if you put him on there because them was great fish and good job. I don't know what Ron Streeter's talking about. He's asking if he has to wait for 30 days. and He just won a contest. Does he have to wait to uh, no. win another one, or can you win back to back? Oh, no, no. He could win. He can win again. Who's this Ronnie Doodoo guy who registered? <laughs> Ronnie Doodoo? Yeah. I don't know. Somebody yeah. trying to... <laughs> I hold it. You trying to sneak in on the contest? <laughs> Did somebody register that? No, I just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Runny Doodoo, he's been he's been missing in action for a while, hadn't he? Uh, I thought he'd come back registering one of these uh, contests. Yeah, he he should. I bet that guy's lucky. I can just tell. <laughs> I can tell he gets I can tell he gets lucky all the time. Oh man. <laughs> All right, well, are you guys looking forward to uh, the Wheeler Tournament? Is that the next time you're going to be fishing? Yeah, yeah, I don't see me getting out of from behind the barrel on behind any time before then. Yeah, I'm I'm jonesing for it. I need, I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait. I, I just, I know that I'm, I'm going down with uh, Brian and Denise. We're actually going to stay uh, a couple days longer, a day or two longer. Um, so we're going to be down for a good four or five days total and I, I hope we ca I hope we all catch some really good fish and, and we have a great time and you know I just really can't wait for it man I am so excited I gotta tell you I really think unless the weather gets really bad I think there'll be a lot of good fish caught I think it'll be a great turnout I think it's going to be an outstanding tournament and to tell you the truth uh, I know with all the the number of boats of everybody that says they're going, it should be a pretty pretty decent payout. But I'm thinking that the the main thing is people just gonna want to get out and go fish. Yeah, I don't even like I said, I I hardly ever care about you know the money part of it. I I I think you've even said it before. I'd almost if it was just I was just getting a first place trophy, I'd be okay with that. You know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, the money is a bonus. I, I mean, I'm not saying I, I 
turning it down or anything, but you know, because it's it's just not about that for me. It's more about the competition, the enjoyment of fishing, um, you know, doing well, catching the fish, and and I, I am very competitive. I love to try to to up my game and be competitive with anyone else and and do the best I can. Um, you know, and I and I I normally. I'm pretty hard on my own worst critic, you know. I, I I try to figure out exactly what I did wrong in a tournament. If I if I didn't do as well as I thought have I should have. Um, you know, I mean that's that's just how I am. I think anybody that is catfishing tournaments and and really serious about it is probably going to be like that. You know, I mean they're definitely going to be a competitive person that you know is doing it to compete. But you never know. I don't know. I do know that uh, you were talking about the fishing, um, you know, the people going to to catch some fish to eat and stuff, and and you know, I I asked them if they did any other kind of fishing, and I I told you know I told you before I, I go crappie fishing quite a bit. I decided that this next year, when I'm out on the Ohio River, I'm going to be bringing bags with me. I, I watched a couple of videos uh, in the past month or so, and I've decided that. Every single one of them uh, Asian carp that jump in the boat, I'm filleting the backs out of them, and I'm putting them in plastic bags and taking them home. Uh, I mean, they're supposed to they're supposed to be killed anyway, and from the videos that I watched, it's some of the best fish meat that you could eat. The cleanest. I mean, yeah, you gotta you gotta pick some bones out of it. It's not easy to eat, but I don't mind it, you know. And and I like fish, so if if I bring a few of them home and I like the fish, then I know my kids will eat it. I mean. Um, and, and so I'm just going to, every single time one of them fish jumps in the boat, I'm going to fillet the back out of it. Uh, I might, you know, take a, take a chunk or two and drain some blood into one bag and use it for bait, but the rest of it's going home and, and going to be eaten. Yeah, it's, it's really good bait, I heard, and, um, I think, I was watching the, uh, river monsters when they were fishing for those big gar in Texas. And that uh, one guy they were interviewing saying he, he would catch the larger carp, and uh, while it was still alive, he would beat on it with a baseball bat and cause real bad internal uh, bleeding, and the, and the blood mixes with the meat real good while the fish is still alive and the blood's pumping. And then when it dies the uh, and you cut it up for bait, uh, the blood's mixed throughout the whole fish and throughout the meat and everything. So, uh, you know, give it a try, you know. Yeah, beat on it real good. Uh, don't try to bust the gut pocket or anything like that. Just beat down the rib cage, down the tail, cause real bad internal bleeding, get that blood mixed all, you know, up with the meat really good. And then when you cut it up, all the blood just won't pour out on the deck of the boat. It'll, you know, most of it be mixed up in the meat also. Yeah, because normally when you cut open uh, the carp, I mean, that whole back area, it just it's so white and clean i mean even if you hit that vein and stuff it it, it just i mean there it almost seems like they bleed through the skin more than they bleed in the meat uh you know as soon as they jump in the boat they start bleeding all over your boat but the the internal meat is just white when you cut into it so yeah i mean if i could have a a crowbar or something a small crowbar or something i could have sitting in my boat and be out of the way something that when i know i'm going to be in the waters where the where the Asians are going to be at then I'll try it. I'll beat them, beat them a little bit, and see if that works. And did he say about how long you need to sit and let them let them bleed, or is it just? No, a, he didn't say. He just said he uses a small baseball bat, and he 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 hits them up and down, and uh, 
just lets them die on their own from internal bleeding and um and then when he cuts them up for those gar the 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 meat's real bloody from the uh the blood mixing in the meat really well well now what I've done with those things is uh, <clears throat> my brother and I go out we'll take one of our boats out we'll take everything out of that thing because there's no problem getting them to jump in the boat and uh, we'll get all of we want and we'll pull over and we'll side them things off and when you do of course the the internal part of the fish a lot of times is exposed and we'll take a uh, one of them big ziploc bags and pour all the juice or whatever it is off in that bag with that stuff and uh, and and seal it up and, and then freeze it when we get home but now I'd never heard about that beating them up and down with the uh, with the bat thing and Cindy keeps one of them in there to beat them things off of her when they jump in the boat anyhow so that'd be easy enough to do yeah they, they just say be careful not to bust the gut pocket and stuff like that but you know hit them pretty hard bro they're gonna bleed and not die instantly you know don't hit them up on top of the head or anything just beat them up down the body real good and, from what and I've breathe. seen from what I've seen even if you hit that fish in the head probably with any bat or crowbar upside the head you're probably not gonna kill it I mean I watched uh, we, we watched a guy bring one in that had been hit by a prop and an entire half of his head was completely missing and he said this fish was swimming down the river. Wow. I well, mean, you know, bad. they're a terrible pain to deal with when we're fishing, especially in the summertime. But, boys, they're here to stay. We're not ever going to get rid of them. So if they're good bait, and I believe them to be, uh, we might as well utilize this stuff. Yeah, Ryan Casey said there's an excellent bait, and he's been pretty much using it for a, a go-to bait here recently from what I heard in one of his posts, and he's having really good success with them. I well, wonder if he's preparing them in a special way at all. I mean, that would be a good good subject if we could ever get Ryan to come on and talk about that a little bit and some of the other things. <laughs> What's that? We had him on. Oh, yeah. But I'm oh, sure we'll be back on. Now. Yeah, here, here's, back the on thing, here's the thing that I've noticed about Asian carp, and this may be changing with the amount of them that, that the catfish are eating. Uh, for a long time, uh, the Asian carp, was, the hotter the, the temperature was uh, and the, the water temperature and air temperature, the better they worked. But for a long time, there was just a very few people that even tried the damn thing. You know, nobody wanted to use them. They nasty. They get in your boat. They hog it all up. They bleed all over. Thing. They stink. Nobody would use them. But a few of us used them for quite some time. And now I understand that, like he was saying, uh, with Ryan's post and a few other people are using them more year round than they ever did before. But uh, they are right now a uh, food source for these catfish, and they are going to continue to be so. Uh, the more of them that's there, the more of them they're going to eat. That's the only natural defense in the river system uh, against them is is basically uh, blues and flatheads, uh, maybe an occasional uh, channel cat that gets a, a big proportional size, but uh, that's the only natural defense we've got against these things. And, and when they're until they get too big for them to eat, they're going to gorge up on them every chance they get. There's no doubt in my mind. Oh yeah. And I mean, even when you have the DNR talking about how uh, the baby shad versus the baby uh, um, uh, Asian carp basically are identical. I mean, they're almost 
indistinguishable between each other. So yeah. I guarantee that the catfish you're swimming along see the baby uh, Asian carp. You know they're they don't care. It's it's food. I really think on my water that I fish most of the most of the time it's uh, they go by smell and they can't see them things five five inches in front of them. Yeah, this, this I, I all time. The one I'm curious about is if maybe Casey might be, and this is something that I would probably experiment with too if I started using them a lot more. Um, is, is skin on and skin off? You know, basically taking the just the meat and it, you know using just the meat on a hook. I know it would come off easier, but it might put off more oil, more more scent that way. Um, you know, and then also like I've talked about. Um, like my sushi rolls, things like that with a shad where I put the, put the skin out, I almost wonder if sometimes the texture, when a fish comes on, uh, comes along and, and bites on it, sometimes they're wanting a, a, a softer texture than a harder texture, and and that, you know, invokes more of a, uh, a feeding bite or, you know, I don't really know. So That could very well be. One of the things that is most impressive about Asian carp to me, uh, not only the fact that it actually works, compared to a lot of other stuff, is they got the toughest skin in the world. And once you hook through that skin, uh, it probably ain't coming off till you take it off. I mean, it, yeah. it's just really leather-like. And, uh, you you know, I've had problems up gone times with a shad once in a while coming off and skipjack once in a while coming off. you got to take that Asian carp off. It's not yeah. just going to come off. That's a problem, though, man. I, it is so tough. I feel like I'm doling my hook putting it on. <laughs> well, what we use is, have you ever seen them old uh, catfish skinning pliers that you buy for three or four bucks someplace? Mm -hmm. yep. That's what we use. And what I do is I grab hold of that old bait when I want to take it off, and I jerk it on that hook and stretch the hole and then take it off and throw it away. Because yeah. the skin on them is just so tough that, that that's about the only way I figured out that's easy to get them on and off. But yeah, you don't you don't like Brian says you don't you're not gonna lose the bait because it come off your hook. Uh, it's just tough and uh, you know if I was ever gonna use a, a spray on type uh, bait enhancer or a, something you dip them in or anything, I'd use it on that. You know, yeah. and and I've noticed that it holds its scent for an extremely long period of time. You can if you've been out in the water for 30 minutes, just pick it up and smell it. You still very if you can smell it, just think how potent that is to the fish. But if I was going to try something, it would be on something like that that stays on the hook good, you know. Yep. Rob Klobfelder said that he was going to uh, he was going to post a video of him singing the Michael Jackson song "Just Beat It" <laughs> while beating a uh, while beating an Asian carp. What he said. <laughs> He's got to wear a white glove. He just got to do it. <laughs> he, he, he said he might even wear a bikini. I don't know. <laughs> wearing a white, wearing a wearing a whisker, wearing a bikini while singing the Michael Jackson song. Just beat it while beating up an Asian carp on his boat. Compose the video. Harlan says kitchen scissors for cutting that Asian carp off your hook. That's a great <laughs> idea, Blake. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, those uh, small handheld pruning shears is what I use to even, uh, you know, cut all the the fins off of the carp, and uh, you know, you can really cut them big tough fish up good with those handheld pruning shears. <laughs> uh, they'll cut about anything. 
Rob, Rob so, just basically uh, confirmed it. He said definitely be looking for that on Facebook. Now, what my question about this whole thing is, are you and Rob going to go at a beauty-type contest thing about wearing in bikinis and tops, or what? No. So we know that from last week, we knew that, that the deal between you and him had been made about you wearing one. Now, you're saying that he's also agreed. So we're we going to have a competition here? I don't think I can compete with the uh, Just Beat It song. <laughs> I'm not a very good singer. Purely fashion, you know, maybe, you know, purely purely sexiness. I'm sure that, you know, I'd have a chance now. Oh, man. What, the playing the uh, M M Madonna Vogue song? <laughs> yeah, we might be offline here just a little bit. Yeah, I think we're, we're, we're hitting the end here. <laughs> um, I guess uh, as far as the... Uh, and, and what somebody else was saying about the Asian carp, uh, they said that Nick Goodall said the Illinois State Fair had Asian carp corn dogs and that they were really good. Uh, Ron Streeter also said a, a good way to prepare them is to smoke them, um, which I have a smoker, so it's you know something that I could try as well. And um, I've also always I've always wondered. I've heard about it. I've never tried it. Have you guys ever tried fish jerky? No. I nope. never, never have. I've heard of it. I just, you know, um, if something don't sound good to me, it's hard for me to try something, and that just doesn't sound that good to me. Glenda, I think you're the only one. <laughs> you're the only one in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Glenda, you're going to have to come back. That's too funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I can't imagine that, that you would want to see Rob and, and Chris in, in them ladies' uh, underwear swimsuit type things. <laughs> I, just, I just can't imagine that. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, uh, by the way, uh, I know Glenda's been online with us a couple of times before, but you guys that are looking for somebody to make some beautiful trophies, get a hold of Glenda McFarland. She makes some of the most wonderful stuff you could ever imagine. Like she tournament does trophies or what kind of tournament trophies, trophies and all kinds of stuff. They're absolutely gorgeous. She does a, a bang up job and and uh, you know it's very professionally done. Uh, and she does a lot for fishing guys and tournaments and different things all over the United States. So give her a shout sometime. Good deal. Well, I think uh, I think we've about got a full show together. If you guys want, uh, Chuck, you want to start off on the uh, um, your closing. Your closing arguments. <laughs> now I just uh like to thank everybody for you know uh, getting on chat and uh, joining in with us tonight, and uh, all the people viewing live. It's it's really good y'all getting on here watching us. Um, and for uh, Justin and Tabitha, uh, appreciate them coming on and uh, sharing their their thoughts with us and. Uh, I'm going to try to get out the next couple of weeks and do me a little bit of fishing. This is my favorite time of the year, and I can't wait until a month from now when we're on Wheeler. All right, get out there and uh, get find out where the skipjack or the shad are at and let everybody know so we can go down there and catch some fish. I don't know if I'm going to head all the way up to Wheeler or not. I may go up one weekend, but... Um, 
I'm just going to try to stick close within, you know, 50 miles or so and just fish around a little bit, see if I can uh, catch some larger larger fish on these reservoirs that I've, I hadn't caught any out of yet. It's always good to, uh, you know, beat my personal best on these other small little rivers and reservoirs around the area. All right. Lyle? Well, I want to thank Justin Tab for coming on. And I know that it was uh, kind of a, a hassle with everybody trying to watch the show and the feedback we had, but we'll get them back on. We'll get them problems worked out when they get their new computer up and going and their webcam going, and, and uh, we'll make it better than the next time because I know there were some people that probably had some more questions to ask them, and it was really great of them to come on. We've been working on this for about a month and finally made it happen, but... Uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention is uh, uh, next week, next Monday night, we're supposed to have Rob from Whiskerware on here, and I know I'm looking forward to having him on the show, and, and I'm sure a lot of other people are. He does so much for the sport. He's a genuine good guy, uh, and, and and I think it'll be really interesting to visit with him and uh, discuss catfishing and Whiskerware apparel and a few other things. So I'm, I'm excited about having him on here with us. All right. Um, before I get going, I want I want everybody that's on the live chat and on our web page and everything uh, to, if if you notice, I talked about some design changes that were coming and some of the things that. Excuse me. Uh, anyway, some of the things that we were going to be changing up the uh, the background. If you notice, uh, there's a gray whiskerware says "Get your catfish on." Uh, that's just one of the extra things we wanted to do for Rob. Um, you know, I sort of made that picture and everything, and and I want to see what you guys think of it. If you guys like it, you know, let me know. I tried to make it almost look cut out of the background, a 3D cut out kind of image. Um, and and we, you know, all of us, we talked about it. We like it and everything. So um, if you, you know, just if you guys like it, let me know. If you don't like it, let me know that too. Um, you know, we want the site to be visually appealing for people and not hurt your eyes or anything like that, and 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 look good. So. Let us know if you like that. Uh, also, some of the uh, super fans—they, I think I've got about four or five of them. They've heard the uh, uh, few of the intros that we've had made. We had a lot of good feedback on them. Uh, as far as everybody's individual choice, it's sort of been scattered all over the place. So um, it's all right, you know. I mean, we've got one that we're we're thinking we're going to use, and we might end up using all three of them. Uh, you know, who really knows? I know right now we're looking at we're looking at one of them to use for the most part. Um, Vince, I know you were talking about getting your your logo made up, get with me. Um, I, I might be able to help you get that done and get your ad up on the site. I know you paid for it and uh, I won't start until we get your ad actually up on there. So as soon as we get that up there, we'll get you set up. Um, like the other guys have said, thanks for Tabitha and Justin to come on the show. Uh, the catfishing duo. Hopefully, we can get you on again. Um, I know sometimes the like with a with a laptop computer, uh, what happens is that when we talk, we're coming out of their speakers, and then their their microphone that's built in and their speakers that are built in, it's just it doesn't work all that it doesn't work out all that well. It ends up hearing each other, and you end up getting like a double a double talk going. And I believe that's the situation we had. I don't understand why it didn't start off doing it and then worked into it as we went on, but it happened, and we just went on with it. And like I said, hopefully we'll be able to get them on again, and and fix it. Um, 
Rob's got a red wig, apparently. And he's going to be the redhead, and, and I'm going to put my blonde one on. Oh, baby. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, remember on the, uh, the, the catfish contest, or the catfish weekly contest, the Christmas contest that we have going on right now, uh, that the people who are super fans, the $10, uh, I mean, that's all it is, is 10 bucks, and you get all, all kinds of things that make it worth way more than $10. Uh, you get the double entries into the contest. So all the people who are super fans right now into that contest, they get an extra entry uh, into the contest for a year. And that doesn't end at the, at, you know, at the end of this year. It actually is one year from when you sign up as a super fan. Uh, so you don't have to worry about signing up and having to sign up again in you know, 20 days or something like that. So, um, definitely, you know, if I've talked about it before, but if you don't know what all the benefits are of the Superfan thing, you can go to uh, the Superfan package. You can go to catfishweekly.com forward slash forum. In there, there's a news section. You look in that, you'll see the Superfan. It shows you everything you get. Um, you know, the the discount on the on the Black Horse Custom Rod, the discount on the Whiskerware Apparel, uh, all kinds of things. You know, the double entries. Uh, right now we have 40 people signed up. Like I said, those people that I that I uh, that I highlighted basically put a little mark next to their name. If you can go through, um, we really want you guys to post feedback for us. We don't want, and I won't I won't put you in the contest if you just post on there something to the effect of you guys are great and that's it. That's not what we're looking for. We want actual feedback that helps us determine the things that we're doing right and the things that you know you'd like to see us do and and help to improve the show. Uh, so if you can, you know, go back to that that thing. Even if you post something before and, and you don't feel like yours might have been very helpful, or we don't, you know, like I said, I I put your name on there with that little mark and you seen it, then you know, go back and give us something that we can actually use to help us a little bit. We want to have as many people in this contest as possible. We want to we want to be uh, uh, really have a huge contest and let everybody be eligible for it, um, you know. But we do want to have it help us in a in a way that. That is actually helpful for us. So, um, the advertisements, you know what those are. Uh, the tri-state shootout. Uh, I believe the registration's open for that, and I think um, you would could get a hold of Vince Nadowski for that. Um, the tri-state shootout will be held at Tanner's Creek uh, in 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 Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Um, I forget the date on it, but I know Vince told me about that. I believe also if you guys wanted to, you can probably start um, like for the Iron Man. Probably start getting a hold of Chad for uh, for that as well. And I do know Monsters on the Ohio is open too for the registrations on that. Uh, so if you want to get in the first 50, I think he has like 30, 30 or so registrations on Monsters on the Ohio. So you only got 20 spots for you get the uh, free T-shirt on the Monsters. Um, Oh, and by the way, Chris, that T-shirt, the one that we got last year, it, it has your name on the front of it, and it has a list of entry people that are entered on the back. So it's a pretty, it's not just the regular Monsters of Ohio T-shirt. It, it's it's a special T-shirt. Are you sure? Mine does. Has your name on the front? Yes. I didn't think mine did. I know I got, I got. Well, one he just may have sold you a bone. I don't know. A, a empty picked off <laughs> bone. Mine has my name on the front. Cindy has her name on her in front of hers. Huh. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, Vince did say that the tri-state shootout is May 9th. 
Um, so you'll have until then. Probably, you know, I don't know if they'll cut off the registration beforehand, but you uh, you can get a hold of him for for that. Um, I believe that's all I have for you guys. I'm looking forward to having Rob on next week. And again, thanks to Tabitha and Justin for coming on tonight. I uh, wish them the best going on in their uh, catfishing careers. And but uh, all right, thank you guys, everybody. I'll look to see you guys all here. Everybody came in the chat. Thank you. Also, look to see you hopefully back next week. But until then, make sure everybody just stays out of my spot. <laughs>